Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 123. This is entertainment. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Afro, Dolby, Digital, Andy. I don't even understand that reference, but I'll take it. Just thinking about entertainment stuff. Uh, we do not have Tony Katz in the studio this evening. We don't need him. We don't need him. He's been fired. Whoa. What if this is how he found out? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually not true, but uh, he is not here, and it is uh, just Andy and I, and it's been months, I feel like, since Tony's missed a pod, probably, right? Yeah, he had that perfect attendance going, but he's not going to get the award from the Tony's Take Principal this year. So, Dang, just missed it. Um, but we do have a jam-packed show. Uh, before we dive in, though, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check out our sports podcast. Uh, is Chris Paul in exile? Question mark to you. But let's dive right in. We have a lot of stuff to get to. And we're going to start off with a little bit of somber news in the uh, form of Rip Torn has passed away at the age of 88. Now, uh, that's not a porn name or anything like that. He was uh, not hosting an intergalactic kegger. In uh, Men in Black, he also drank his own urine because it was sterile in the great dodgeball. Andy, enlighten us. Yeah, it's actually kind of a surprise he uh, made it this long. He's uh, He always would play irritable characters, and I think in real life he was uh, quite irritable. Um, he, <laughs> I think he had numerous inc- incidents over the uh, course of his career. Um, I think he's a, a big drinker. Hey, who's I think he, his, of a certain era. Yeah, I think the characters he would play were kind of true to life. Um, one of my favorite things he did was in the Larry Sanders show, playing Larry's agent, no manager, one producer. I don't know some a producer. Okay, but he was the same the same guy that, that you know, always yelling at people. And he loved to drink his salty dogs. That was his uh, go-to cocktail. What's a salty dog? I think it's just like a vodka drink with salt in it. Ew. <laughs> and it's uh yeah uh, so that i think that's one of the things he's most known for um he's definitely known for men in black which you uh just referenced oh yeah and then dodgeball mm-hmm. um but just yeah those are 192 he, credits he brought a lot to those movies and you know he wasn't in men in black three i i think it does uh, show he he's, did have a cameo. Yeah, he's uncredited. But, but his character was not in Men in Black 3. Yeah. So. He's a large-headed alien at funeral. Yeah. Right there, he's in God of War 3, which I actually played this year. It's a video game, but still. He was uh, pretty great in that. He was a big, giant god that was stuck in a cave and had to make shit for Hades or something. It was, uh, But it was his classic voice where he was just angry and... Yeah, and he was, uh, he's set to be, or he was a producer in a video game that was uh, currently filming, which I feel like is weird that they call it filming. Yeah, I don't know what that... Um, for Shadow Stalkers, so look for that one, Andy. I don't even know what that is. Which I don't is believe surprising. that's real. It must not be real. Uh, but sad, I mean... But 88, 88 that's good. Pretty good. Uh, he's also when Freddy got fingered. Yeah, that's one other thing uh, people know from. <laughs> I don't remember. I saw that movie probably. Yeah, ooh, it's rough. Six years after it came out, circa you know two thousand seven. Yeah, I after don't remember Tom it. Tom Green was already gone. Everyone. He's already back in Canada. Yeah. 
this is the Tom Green show. It's not the Green Tom show. Uh, but nevertheless, we'll uh, we'll miss this guy. I, I like the hell out of him. Um, let's move on, though. We uh, we have a lot to get to, like I said. And uh, next on deck, Little Wayne. Andy, you familiar with him? Little uh, Wayne. Yeah, he has hair. He's a rapper. Yeah, little guy, right? And uh, I, I should actually go to the other side. You're much more familiar with Blink-182. I personally am, yes. Yeah. I don't know what the audience. Um, well, they're hopefully familiar with one or the other. Um, for some reason, they're touring together. Now, I believe they have a song together. And so, and Lil Wayne, his whole thing is like, I'm going to have something for everyone. So he made like a, a rock album. I do remember ago. that. And it was terrible, right? Um, yeah, I, I put it to you this way. I don't remember a song on it, but I mean, Lil Wayne's kind of like they destroyed gone. all the copies. Yeah, buried in the desert he somewhere. Skateboards now, but he actually joined up to do a tour with them, and they're going to you know thirty or so uh, cities across the United States. I want to say, and it kicked off maybe two weeks ago, something like that. And a few days ago, I think about four or five, depending on when you're listening to this. Literally four songs in at a concert, he kind of stopped music and just said there's not that many people out here this is i'm not used to this i and he goes on he's like i just don't think i'll be uh doing this tour much longer uh he's like but and he kind of just walked off the stage and it's like holy shit uh they're supposed to be playing here in irvine uh the last like week or so of august towards the uh you know the last leg of the tour um he did go on to his little twitter and it's little because everything Lil Wayne does is little. Uh, and he said he's not leaving the tour. He uh, he was able to have a, he's having too much fun with the boys is what he said. Something like that. He's probably getting paid too much. Oh, to and I up. tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything. If you guys know how much he's getting paid for this tour, uh, please send it to us. DM it to us. Uh, Tony's dot take in the uh, IG slide in the DM and tell us what what his price tag is because I'm sure it's stupid. And I wonder if he skateboards on the on the stage. Because he's really big into that now, um, which is very weird. He, it's like he's trying to find himself, and he's still 14 or something. Um, but very interesting combo. I've seen him in concert, I think, once or twice. Uh, once I know it was versus Drake, like they fought each other. Uh, that was neat. But <laughs> you never know what you're going to get these days. Uh and no shit on the next one when it comes to you never know what you're going to get. I, I just showed this to you, Andy, but I'm assuming the listener has seen this by now. The Coast Guard boarded a narco sub carrying 17,000 pounds of cocaine and then uh, numerous tons of uh, marijuana, which equates to about half a billion dollars seized. Whoa. How many people are going to get executed for this also i found out not all submarines go underwater entirely yeah this I, submarine was just on the cusp of uh being over well it's like the know, submarine visible. ride to disneyland it never actually goes all the way underwater well, that's actually a ride andy yeah but it's the same this concept a true sub at least that's what they call it so my whole thing is like well, why the hell didn't well, it's they, like uh, the but it was a, a semi-submersible you know what? If you're going to be smuggling half a million, half a billion dollars, rather, why wouldn't you just, you know, go for the big one? Oh, there's just more complications. You know, you never know. You got to deal with pressure and that kind of stuff. So Russians mm -hmm. are down there. You never know. Yeah, I don't think Russians give a shit about cocaine. 
Um, I beg to differ. The Coast Guard does. And they took this shit. This video is crazy. This guy just jumps on this thing. It's not that crazy. It's not like the thing's going to go underneath. And I don't think any of these guys had weapons. He just banged on the hatch and they opened up and, you know, surrendered. Um, nevertheless, it's goddamn crazy to watch. You don't expect to see that. I was They didn't find like Tom Hanks in that or anything? Yeah. Uh, I you remember th- he was in one of those. I think it was uh, Tom Cruise, actually. He's still doing it. He stopped flying it. Oh, now that's a good idea. Submarining yeah. it. Um, but nevertheless, pretty goddamn crazy. Um, and uh, I thought that was a perfect way to transition to Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston. You know them, Andy, right? You're familiar with them? They're both film actors, yeah. television actors. I uh, want to say they were supposed to be on your Poughkeepsie show, but I could be wrong on that. But they, of course, are from. Breaking Bad, which is a great show that uh, aired a few years ago. Well, I think like a week or so ago, Aaron Paul had posted on his Instagram, two donkeys with the caption, soon. Black and white, that was all it said. And people were like, holy shit, Breaking Bad coming back? What's this? And then Well, couple... he is making that movie. What movie? He's making a movie in the Breaking Bad universe that takes place after. Just Aaron Paul. Um, so I think people are already ready for some sort of news with on that. Better Call Saul or no? No, I don't like Those that. Are independent of each other. Okay. Well, nevertheless, uh, on July second, he posted a video of him and Brian Cranston wading through a little stream somewhere. Looks, you know, South America. I don't know how it can look South America, but it does. And uh, he's holding a fedora, his shoes, and Brian Cranston's in cargo shorts. Kind of funny uh, with a fedora on. And his shoes. And the caption here says, even sooner, Andy. And uh, everyone's like, oh, my God. Everyone's flipping out. They're assuming this is obviously about Breaking Bad. And How would it be? That doesn't make any sense. If you've seen the whole series, it doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't it make any sense? The two of them together, they're doing something. But uh, what they were actually doing is making a new mezcal. Dos hombres. So that's the one with the worm in it, in, in Andy. Yeah, and, this uh, is pulling right a page right out of Turtle's Playbook. I'm really impressed. Why Turtle's Playbook? The turtle from Entourage. Oh. You know, you gotta Avion? Start, you got to start your tequila brand. It's yeah. Really... Um, so, yeah, a lot of people were pretty pissed, honestly. But uh, we'll see. It just said that they were, uh, you know, wanted to do something together again, and they decided to... Uh, Go into business. That's always Do smart. Dos hombres. Yeah. So, uh, it's probably going to be $99. You know, that's the base model, $99. There's a base model. Yeah. If you want outside of the plastic bottle, you want to get glass. Yeah, $99 get you a plastic bottle, Andy? I don't know. I do know. These, these Hollywood celebs, they'll they put their name on it. And now we got to pay for the fedoras. Um, I better get a fedora if I buy this one. It comes with a fedora, you know. A lot of bottles come with a little shot glass or something. This one comes with a fedora. Uh, so that's actually pretty sweet. And if you boil that down, ninety nine bucks, mezcal and a fedora. Yeah, you're, think, you're on board. I think we could do it. Maybe a Tony's take te- taste test. Yeah, you might have to. That's taste a great. Test that. that is a great. You might have to twister. taste test that. Tony's take taste test. Yeah. Tony's take taste test. There you go. Tony's take taste test. You say it. Tony's take taste test. There you go. You pass the test. All right. Well. Um, we do have a lot of stuff on here, and uh, even more because I forgot stuff. So. Good. I keep looking we'll, on here, and I'm like, "Holy we'll shit!" We'll do a we'll do a news so stuff. 
uh, entertainment news section. Uh, this one we have to just we'll talk run about. through them. So we're filling the house up uh, that we live in. It has been it has been remodeled, and uh, so my roommate, executive producer Luke, went to go get a table yesterday. We probably should have him on to discuss the uh, no, 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 the whole no, process. No, no. Not this, not right now. Oh, I see. I'm saying the entire project. Now, yeah. looking back on it, I think that could be a good uh, little piece of content right Maybe there. Maybe do a happy hour or something on that. Yeah. But uh, So he went and got a table, and he comes back with a table, but also a hoverboard. You're familiar, and I'm not referring to what Marty McFly It's not Mattel branded. It's not a true hoverboard. I don't know why the fuck they called them that. Just like um, it's not a true submarine. Exactly. It's a semi-hoverboard. Um you remember these things that were blowing up? I feel like a lot of like Middle Eastern guys were blowing up these in things. multiple ways, right? Oh, Andy. In popularity and in just okay. physically. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're like the Karma Fisker. They're just overcharging and exploding, I think, or something, catching fire and burning they down. They got all those Samsung and... overstock batteries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, he comes home with one of those. <laughs> it's like, you haven't seen one of these in at least a year, maybe more. I just feel like like that Samsung phone, it was outlawed. Like you can't fly with that phone. They don't still have these in like LA or anything. I haven't seen. Everyone has a bird now. Everyone yeah. has a Lime scooter. Those are the new things because they're less dangerous, but they're still dangerous, and that's why people like it because it's danger. Um, but yeah, so he's been zipping all over the house, and uh, I actually just bought myself a little uh, beach cruiser today because I want to cruise. And uh, he followed me. I just took it for a spin. <laughs> And he was strolling behind me on that thing. And it's so funny because the way it works, you have to like throw your momentum forward. So he's just got his hips out. He's walking like my nephew. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, I don't think he's taken a major uh, dip yet. But again, he's had this thing uh, about 24 hours now. But I'll tell you this. If he wears his Apple Watch, he'll maybe have 11 steps now because he doesn't walk anymore. Yeah. And why would you? We have, it's a one-story home, and it's floor, hardwood floor everywhere, so there's no need to walk. He just has to perfect getting off of the toilet back onto this thing. And now, you know what this thing is also? It doubles as a squatty potty. Yeah. It doubles as a squatty potty. So, two and one right there. Um, so, I just, I was like, where the hell have these been, Andy? You ever been on one? I will never be on one. I, I don't think my balance is uh, very good. Yeah. I think I would uh, definitely uh, hit the ground. Well, Luke often brags about his uh, balance, so he's fine on that he's, thing. You know, do we he even know he's human? On the top of a ladder with one leg while he's putting up Christmas lights. Um, but I will, I will report on this if he does take a spill. Rest assured. Set up some hidden cameras. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna fall like Tyson? Remember that? Tyson ate shit getting on one of these things. Yeah. Uh, back in the you know the heat wave of all these things. Um, but I forgot about one of these things and. Uh, just when you forget, that's when they, they come back. Um, moving on. Before we get into our box office numbers, Andy, do you want to talk about HBO Max? I do want to talk about HBO Max, which is something we've been teasing. Have we? Because I really don't think I've ever heard of this. Quite a while. Well, it was Warner's streaming service. God damn it. I had been talking about it for quite some time. Yeah, I know everyone make that, it, is making their own streaming service. We're actually coming out with our own. Warner Brothers too. is a you know, giant entertainment conglomerate. They own a bunch of different networks, oh. TV, movie studios. Do tell me more. Um, here's some of the content they own. HBO, Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema, DC Entertainment, 
CNN, TNT, TBS, True TV, The CW, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, and even Crunchyroll, which is a anime. Uh, oh, I service. think that's on Apple TV. Rooster Teeth and all of Looney Tunes. Wow! And so Disney this is, is all they have not sold to Disney yet on any of that. I think if if Disney tried to buy these guys, the government would step in and be like, "Okay, that's that's now a monopoly, and you can't do that." Um, so that's a, a ton of stuff. Um, before before the big merger or not even merger, the other thing this is owned by AT and T, the uh, phone service company. Ugh. They recently acquired Warner, and uh, they made they some changes. TV they decided a while ago. Yeah, they decided they want to uh, make this combine all this, uh, all these different you know networks, all this different media into one streaming platform. And uh, they announced it's going to be called HBO Max. So they're going for the, the good branding of HBO. Is already has such good positive feelings of, about it. And now it's HBO Max. Um, if you want to get this, it's going to just be on top of HBO Go or HBO Now. You could still just do HBO if you want. Okay, just good. Traditional. So this is going to be like 25 bucks or something? So right now there's no pricing, but the guess is it's only going to be a few dollars more than an existing HBO. Well, if you think about it, HBO is good. And all of that stuff is not so. Well, let's oh, go. Oh, you get the it. catalog of Looney Tunes. Okay, Andy. I will get you on this. Get me on this. You, you just hold your fucking tongue, man. <laughs> so this is a big deal. Friends will be leaving Netflix. So Netflix is losing The Office. It's also going to be losing Friends. This is that launch Netflix in 2020. Netflix is done. Friends is gone. All 236 episodes of Friends will be on this new service. All episodes of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air will be on this service. What about Hulu? Oh, Hulu doesn't have Fresh Prince, I don't think. It's, it I has Family it's owned, Matters. It's owned, but must be owned by Warner. Um, DC Entertainment, that's, you know, Batman. Don't care. All the Batman cartoons, all the DC Christopher Nolan shows, Batman? most likely. They're, they own that. Hmm. So they own all this stuff. Um, they got a deal with Reese Witherspoon, who was a she hot name in TV. She Apple, I thought. I don't know. She's going to be producing content for them. Wow. Um a Dune spinoff series. So Dune is a big movie that's the coming movie out next week. Never. Oh, the not new next one. week, next year, next okay. year. The movie that never was in like the seventies or eighties or something, right? They made one and, and they tried to make another one of yeah, all time. And, and you know, eventually they'll do it. Um, but and then something that excites me is a uh, an animated Gremlin series. So, oh wow! So they just own a bunch of different content. You know, on top of all the things that are coming to HBO in, in you know the next year or so. Um, so that's that's big. That's going to be a I think very successful. I, I it's saying if you're only paying a few dollars more on top of what you're getting HBO for. I mean, I already don't like how much HBO costs. I know. It's hard for me to justify that. I don't buy it. But if, you know, this is $19 a month and you're getting all this stuff and and if you care about stuff like, I mean, nobody knows what Rooster Teeth is, but it's I've never know, heard of that in my life. It sounds a, like another cartoon network or it's Adult a, Swim. Well, it's like a web content network. They do a lot of different web shows and stuff like that. I'm out. They're not on actual TV. Uh, they have fans, but yeah, Cartoon Network stuff like that. Looney Tunes, big catalog of Looney Tunes. Yeah, but who watches Looney Tunes? I think there's only like eleven that they can still air that aren't racist. But yeah, and but the whole thing of Looney Tunes is that was for us when we were kids. But unlike all of the Disney movies that they're remaking, do you want to go watch a Looney Tune? I still no, I love say, that boy, stuff. I say, boy, so, that kind of stuff, right? You know, it does bring up the question. 
we're going to talk about Space Jam a little later, but is this Space Jam have Looney Tunes in it? That was a big part. That was a Looney Doesn't Tunes it? movie with Michael Jordan. Yeah. I actually don't even know. Is this Shouldn't it same? have to? I would think so, but maybe not. LeBron, maybe LeBron's like, no, fuck those guys. No. I, it's going to be me and my buds. I don't know. It wasn't too good for Co- uh, for Jordan. I, almost I know. I I actually have, haven't heard, but we will t- we'll talk later. We'll talk more about Space Jam. So, but that, that's that's Warner. That's going to be the Warner's new thing, HBO Max. So, look for that. Hmm. You know, I wish I knew what New Line, some of the movies from New Line. I believe I want to say like Scream was New Line. Well, that was a uh, you know a film division of of Warner Brothers. And just think of all the content. TBS, all those Tyler Perry shows they made like ten years ago. You remember those? Tyler Perry made shows. Oh yeah, it's like Tyler Perry's. I'm Tyler Perry. Um, do you think at some point we need to like break up the big banks? Because yeah, Netflix did this ten years ago, and now everyone's coming around, and now ev- everything is Netflix is ruined. And uh, well, Netflix is just everything to make good is content. just going to be a la carte, and you're still going to be spending one hundred and twenty five dollars. No, not at if, the end of the day. Not if you just if there's only four of these. Everyone has their own streaming service though. Yeah, but if there's only four like giant companies, if Disney owns all of Fox, you're left with so Warner, Disney, Viacom, which is CBS, and Universal NBC. Then everything else is you know Netflix, I guess. That's it. Huh. I'm excited. I'm excited about this new future. I think this is going to be uh, you know we got the first step is the new Disney thing that's coming end of this year and then this thing will be out and then the NBC thing will be out and then there you go. Before we get in is that all we were going to talk about for that? For, for that, yeah. Before we get into our box office numbers, we're going to take a quick break. This portion of the podcast was brought to you by Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. For a limited time, the Tony's Take listeners, that's you guys. And get 25% off and free shipping when you use promo code Tony. That is T O N Y. Just head over to simpledoggy.com. That is two G's. Plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. It's an amazing leash, and uh, you'll walk your dog more. Simple as that. Healthy dog walks. Think about it. But, uh, Let's jump right on into uh, box office numbers. We had some good stuff this weekend. Spider-Man Far From Home, $45.4 million in week two, 90% fresh. Yeah, I believe it's going to cross the billion mark. On a worldwide first, scale. Yeah, First for a uh, Spider-Man movie. Is it the first of a Marvel or comic book movie where they go to Europe? No. It's not? There's a lot of Marvel in Europe. I guess they've been making these for 100 yeah, that, years. Yeah, uh, that... Captain America Civil War has that big airport battle. I never saw it. That takes place in Germany. So Spider-Man himself has already been to Europe. Okay. Never mind then. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story 4, 20 million, almost 21, 98%. Here's the big upset. And I guess in terms of money also, Crawl, $12 million. Now, Andy, do you recall we played the game on this? I do. You do. Um, And uh, it was Synergy in the room that night. This is, of course, about that flooding in like Texas, but then there's more. There's alligators or crocodiles, because who the hell knows the difference? They're definitely gators. There's no crocodiles in America, I believe. Is that an Australian thing? It's like Africa, Australia, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that. And uh, 
so we played the game on that. Now, Andy, you and Tony gave it a 37%, and I gave it a 38 Now, remember, we write these down, at their, them and their minds, me on my phone beforehand. And, uh, oh, wow. Crawl is actually fresh as fuck. It says it on there. 87%. Technically, I won. But yeah, really, I lost. Um, so I should have known better because this is actually produced by Sam Raimi. Who uh, you know has made some good movies in uh, you know, over the years and it just looked you know, bad. Well, he he knows horror movies, so it he has must have guided this movie. It has a sniper from the clock tower. Yeah, hmm. maybe it's interesting enough to watch. Who yeah, knows? I don't think I'm going to go to the theater for it, even after seeing that score. But I'll definitely watch this when this is available. Yeah, it'll be on FX in like a year. Uh, then you got Stub or Stubber. Stu- it's Stuber because Stuber. that's the uh, clever thing is that he's Stu. Who's an Uber driver? Oh. So that's the kind of comedy. Oh, that's that show. Come to that's the Kumel Nanjiani movie. Yes. Ah. So I kind of feel bad. I, I do I do like him. I saw some uh, interviews and stuff with him that he said, like, oh, this was the project he picked after making The Big Sick, which was a kind of like a, a hit. It was a good um, movie. He had his choice. He also like, had Ray Romano in it. Yeah. But he had like he had his choice of movies, of roles. And he's like, this is the one. It needs to be a success for me to be like an actual like comedy star. Instead, and if it doesn't do back. well, I won't be. And he had to go back to the last season of Silicon Valley. Yeah, I mean, five percent. He'll still be making stuff, but he's he's not going to ascend into you know Will Ferrell territory. Yeah, and I mean, Dave Bautista has you know his laughing movie jokes to fall back onto. You know, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy three yeah, will be that stuff coming out at some point. Um, he's going to be in Dune that we just talked about. So there you go. Then you got yesterday, which looks decent enough. Did six point eight million bucks, sixty three percent. I will say this really quick: there's another Indian movie about the boss Bruce. I know. I watched that out. trailer. What the fuck? I'm excited. Who plans this shit? Where like, oh, the same movie comes out, but no, it's a little different. I, Why do they do that? It's definitely. I think people have realized that making movies about kind of like classic rock is works. People want to see this shit. People you know think fondly about this so you're just gonna see more of them and yeah, it's gonna go was, it's gonna be about a kid who loves nirvana and shit like that it's gonna, i started watching the trailer when i was in the movie theater and i was like this is a tree uh, a trailer for yesterday this is already out like they're really making yeah. a push for this but nope it's a whole new movie uh then aladdin annabelle uh, a couple more movies uh, men in black rounding it out at just over two million dollars i did see spider-man i will uh do a review of that and what we're watching because that's really all I watched, I guess. The original, the William Defoe one, yeah, it's excellent. I did watch that actually too this okay. weekend, but no, I mean, it's far from home, Andy. There you go. They the require that. They require it. They named it that, so you better call it that. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, movies opening this week. We got a a big one or two. The Art of Self Defense, which we tried to talk about it last week because it was opening last week too but i i, I don't know it's opening every week it opens every week yeah 87 yeah. percent, uh, 79 with the audience uh looks uh hmm. it it's the type of movie i will definitely enjoy just small indie jesse eisenberg um, he plays an accountant which is cool it just hits home for you Andy. you gonna yeah. start taking karate but it, it kind of it reminds me it's like one of the like the Duplass brothers from like five years ago would make this movie yeah so and I always enjoyed that stuff. So it's got uh, a Mogan Poots. Yeah, <laughs> choosing something. 
There's just another person named that, I bet. Oh, she's in Green Room. That's where she's from, Green Room. Gnarly ass movie. Uh, next up, we got Rosie, of course, about O'Donnell. 96%. I would watch a Rosie O'Donnell. I, uh, it's not really about Rosie. Anyway. Biography of some sort. Um, but no, that's not what that is. This is a female version of The Pursuit of Happiness, something like that. Like the female lead, Sarah Green versus uh, Will Smith. But 96% could be good. Then you got Luz. I think we get into the foreign films now. Yeah, there's a lot of foreign films these days. And then uh, A Faithful Man, uh, Le Homme Fidel. Definitely foreign. Yeah, what gave it away, Andy? Uh, 65. Usually those are always in the 90s. But uh, I'm bearing the lead here. And that, of course, is a movie I thought already came out. The Lion King. 59%. Yeah, it's Rotten. really it's really Not getting trashed. Only 157 reviews. Only. <laughs> Everyone's reviewed it. That matters. It's yeah. There's no. It's story. a disappointment. I'm surprised this review is out on a Tuesday. This no. These reviews uh, trickled out uh, last week. I want to say last Thursday. Oh wow. When that's when they Disney allowed the reviews to start coming out. Um, I think they knew like, oh, this isn't. It's not going to be a big critical darling. So why not just let people start trashing it now? Maybe they'll forget by next Friday. Um, things I'm hearing is that it's it's very awkward. The real life animals with the voices, it's not done well. It doesn't really match up to, you know. Obviously, it's not really the animals talking, but trying to match up the voices, they say it just looks like they're talking over animal footage. Hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not like the original Lion King, where it was completely, you know, animated. This is like this kind of like real realistic animation in real world i don't even know what it was but shouldn't that it's, it's awkward it's be weird fine to do these days they said it doesn't it doesn't look all that well hmm. um i know they kind of mess with some of the songs well, yeah, and Beyonce some, wrote one or two somehow it's 30 minutes longer when they say it's almost a shot for shot remake that doesn't make sense so it's uh, it just seems wholly unnecessary is john favreau owned by disney I think he likes the paycheck. I think he likes being involved. Um, I mean, think about where he started. I was just talking about this yeah. the other day. Swingers. It goes on to be, you know, just like more of a comedy style, like kind of like a Seth Rogen, for instance. Yeah, well, even, even you know, 10 years ago, he was making comedies like a couple's retreats. Four Christmases. Yeah, the, um, the Vince Vaughn, the breakup and stuff like yeah. He was involved in all these ones. Him and Vince Vaughn were kind of a team and they had their little I just, crew. I wouldn't see Vince Vaughn doing any of these. You I, know? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about those two. You'd think they were, they've been. He had to cut ties. They've been together since Rudy. It's been a Disney's long time. Disney's like, hey, we, yeah. wanna, well, we want you to come over to the kingdom, but you got to leave your friend behind. He had a Dewey. Yeah, I mean, I think Favreau's first like big jump into commercial movies was Elf. Yeah. And then, you know, he ended up somehow getting Iron Man. Which uh, is still crazy to me. Since then, yeah. He's just done he a did a good of... job. He does a great job, I think, for the most yeah. part of the movies I see him in, uh, including what I just saw him do in Spider-Man. But did he direct that? No. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, I think he, I think he's a big voice in that like Marvel Universe. Like he's, he's the godfather of it, in a crazy. sense. You know, very crazy. He's just like, a, I don't know. He just seems like but a. He got to do his chef show. He did the movie yeah. chef, but he just put out that show. I'm sure he's eating all kinds of food, having time of his life. He's making more. He's making Star Wars shit. That's fun. 
I imagine he loved Star Wars growing up as a... Yeah, he's probably a pretty big nerd, comic yeah. book nerd, and so this is just like a a dream for him. Uh, but nevertheless, um, are you going to see this? I will definitely watch it at some point. You're not going go to go I did the watch though? his his Jungle Book. I don't think I saw and that. And I was watching like this. Wait, was that, that the one on Netflix? No, but it no. was on Netflix also. I don't think I, I don't know if I watched it. Though. It's not the Netflix original. Yeah, because um, Netflix made their whatever. What was that one called? Mowgli. Yeah, same thing. This one was just the Jungle Book. It had the, the Disney songs in it. And it was just, it was, what I liked about it was just incredibly well looking. And it was like, wow, how do they, how do they do this? So let's do it again in Lion King. And it's like, no one needed that actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, It'll still make tons and tons and tons of money. Oh yeah, I don't think I don't think people our age are gonna give two shits yeah. about the score. They're Lion King gonna, is great. Like they're I just seen gonna go time. and get baked and then go watch it and have a laugh because oh, I remember when I was five watching this. That's what this is about. Or maybe take their kids or something. If they have them, I just said they're gonna go get baked, Andy. Yeah, we like to have some optimism here. Okay, so you're gonna get the ki- people who have their kids are gonna take them, and then people who don't have kids who are still kids are gonna go get baked and watch it. I'm not implying I'm, I'm that person. I don't think I'll see this in theaters, honestly. Um, but I also don't remember watching the first one. Ever? I saw it in like the when you wait at the pediatrician's office. Okay. Another, and that's where I saw all of my Disney movies. This was like one of the ones I actually liked. Didn't really like any of the other Disney movies. Andy, I was busy watching Captain Ron yeah. and The Sandlot and Tremors as a kid. I didn't have time for these cartoons. You had infinite time as a kid. <laughs> There was so much time to do things. No, I just, I don't, I, re- I really don't remember watching more than 20 minutes at a time of these movies. I'm sure I watched that at my home. I just all, remember all the, the VHS through, had like 20 minutes of Elton John in the beginning, like talking about how he wrote the songs. You got to get the parents like, to buy it. like, what the fuck? Like I was a kid, you'd like, you had to, re- you had to press the button to get the fast forward. And, you know, it wasn't all that fast back in the no, day. No, no, like you still watched all of it. It's not like it went away. You couldn't yeah. skip scenes or anything. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that does at the box office. Uh, you want to make a prediction on how much it does United States only, domestically. What do you think this thing's going to do? overall or just in the first this weekend? This weekend, first weekend, opening weekend. That's the fun one. No one cares about worldwide all time because it's always $500 billion. I'm going to say $95 million. Wow, opening weekend. Yes. Holy moly, Andy. That's ambitious, isn't it? It's below Toy Story 3, 4, it might be below Toy Story three, but I'm going a buck sixty five. That's a lot. Not as high as yours. What? Did you say a hundred ninety five? No, I just said straight ninety five. Oh my god! I thought you said a hundred ninety five. No, no. Okay, then I want to change mine too. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know way more than me. I literally heard you say a hundred and ninety five. Okay, I'm gonna say like, I've got to go lower than you. I'm gonna say. And I actually think that's pretty spot on. I'm going to go 103. I'm going above you. Okay. 103. And block me out. Yeah. Uh, l- nothing else is coming out. That's it. So I'm going to write this down too um, because now we, we've gone too far. Um, what is next on our agenda? And did you have stuff you wanted to add that I don't actually have or do you want to go down to uh, the fun stuff? And actually, let's do... Well, I think this whole thing is just the, the uh, news segment here, right? Yeah, so... You got it? Yeah. So, I'm really excited about an announced show for Netflix. There's going to be a Cuphead television show. 
And do you know what Cuphead is? Uh, I feel like I've heard of that. What is that? It is a video game that came out around two years ago. Um, that's all. It's animated like the old Disney cartoons, and so it's just kind of like a technical marvel that this this tiny team made this crazy looking cool animation video game, and now so they're gonna make an animated show. So I'm really excited to see what that's gonna how that's gonna turn out. Um, Cuphead is also known for being one of the hardest video games ever. It's I couldn't get through even half of it. It's insane, frustrating. But it's so cool looking that, you know, this could be interesting. So I'm definitely going to look out for this. Another bit of Netflix news. Mindhunter Season 2 is finally coming out. Yeah. I literally just started rewatching Season 1 because I liked it so much. And then I see it was August 11th? August 16th. 16th. That'll be great. We haven't had a David Fincher movie in a very long time. So at least we have this. So Is it going to have more Edmund Kemper? The very polite giant yeah. murderer. I actually don't know what you know if they're. It's real life, but it's not real life, so I don't know how much is a bunch of that shit. He's real. I remember no, looking I, him he's, up. Yeah, he's real. But that's why I don't know if they're going to base it off of. If it's fake, real, that I don't give a shit. It's crazy I mean, it's, because it's it's real. They're based, based on, real people. on real people. That exaggerated. You can Google and like, oh, this fucking person murdered eight people. You know, one night when he was eleven. That kind of shit's crazy if it's real. If that's just like, oh, yeah, I came up with this, but it didn't actually happen. I'm not that into it. I like the idea of that it's based in our crazy-ass real society. Yeah, it definitely is just, you know, dramatized. We got to puff it up for the screen. Yeah. What else you got? Um, Space Jam 2. I think you're excited about that. It's what I brought think the LeBron. Whole world is excited about that. LeBron's back to the or not? He's to the Lakers because of this movie. I think. And Andy, can I just tell you really quick? NBA superstar LeBron James teams up with Bugs Bunny and the rest of the Looney Tunes for the long-awaited sequel. So we do have confirmation the Looney Tunes will be in it. We do have confirmation. Will Taz, the Tasmanian Devil, be in it? Uh, I heard he was unavailable. What about Speedy Gonzalez? He is there. Okay, it's a little racist to keep having that character in there. Why? What How about, is it racist if it's a good thing? What about that rapist skunk? Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> There's little <laughs> things that are weird. That was very over the top. Yeah. <laughs> he just really liked that lady. Yeah, well, it was a cat. but. Oh, yeah. Well, a cat lady. It was always a cat that got a stripe on her. And he's like, oh, no, it was a skunk. A, I had a black cat growing up, yeah. but he was a boy. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm pretty convinced all cats are girls and all dogs are boys. Well, Space Jam 2 has had some uh, news. 2021 expected. They're in the uh, middle of filming right now. Uh, Damian Lillard has announced that he is in it, and it's not just a cameo. He's got a a meaty role, according to him. A meaty role. So we'll have to see what that is. If you remember the original other NBA players in the original one, they they were small appearances. They had their powers taken away. And then, you was, know. Was uh, Patrick Ewing in it? It was Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley. You got Sean Bradley, one of the best players of the 90s of all time. Yeah. They had some weird choices in that movie. Well, I think it's just like, hey, they like send out an email. Like, Who wants to be in this well, movie? They got the tallest guy in the league and the shortest guy in the league, Muggsy Bugs. Muggsy Bugs. Well, he was, so, in, a, he was in the movie with, uh, he was in coach with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. So They I like know. flirted. He just needed to be in it because he was, I guess, just so iconic. I think that was in his contract. Like, you're going to have to do anything that, you know, Hollywood asked to keep, you know, NBA relevant. Yeah. He had to, like, in his contract. Like, you're four foot one you, and you're in the NBA. You're going to be in all of the Hollywood shit. He's probably on Oprah eight times. Yeah. 
I had can see it. I could see it. Some other news for Space Jam. Don Cheadle has joined the cast. I'm going to guess he's like his agent or he's just Don Cheadle. He doesn't have a name and there's already a guy on here named Agent Smith. He could actually oh, be from the, the Matrix. He could actually be with like the government or something. <laughs> yeah, those agents from the Matrix. That was Agent Smith. Um so that's that's exciting. Don Cheadle, respected actor. One of the one of, not a lot of them have names on here. There's only 11 people. One of them's already cast as an NBA player's girlfriend. Okay. That's an early cast for that, isn't it? There's a Warner Brothers exec. Oh, another girlfriend. So there you go. So they all twenty like, percent of these dicks people or are girlfriends. Yeah, why does the NBA players need their girlfriends? How are they relevant to the story? I have no it's idea. Like they can't. They Maybe just, they're at dinner or something. Well, I'm just picturing and then like, the, the Looney Tunes tunnel under the booth and take them. Yeah, they lose. Not only do they lose their basketball talent, they lose their dicks. Dinner. Their dinner. Oh, you went somewhere. And else their girlfriends that. are unsatisfied. Wow. That's what I, I think. LeBron. That's the sick mind of LeBron. He wrote this movie. I think himself. Um, no, he did not, but <laughs> he might have to direct it himself because Why? the director has left the project. Why? What did he tweet? I don't know. What, did Mal- what is, happened to Malcolm Lee? He is gone. Why? Or actually, I think Malcolm Lee is the new director. Yeah. But the original director is gone <laughs> and replaced by this guy <laughs> who I, I assume directed like episodes of Martin or something probably in the yeah. 90s. I don't know. <laughs> His first <laughs> thing on him? here is a, a picture of... Uh, uh, Martin Lawrence from Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Okay, that was a complete guess. I'm serious. He directed Girls Trip. Okay. Uh, the Best Man, Holiday. Undercover Brother. So. Oh, I see. I like that one. You know this is going to be good. Uh, Night School. So Kevin Hart's going to be in this. Yeah, so we know J.J. Reddick's not going to be in this. Why? I think all the NBA players are going to be uh, black guys. We'll say that. Oh. Jeez, they should have Boban in it though. He's probably too expensive after John Wick. Yeah, Are you kidding Boban. Me? I think he's going to get like an Oscar maybe this year. Maybe the scene was phenomenal. Maybe an MVP. <laughs> Who knows? But if they could get him, they should get him. I just know it's probably going to be like there's going to be some stupid Charles Barkley cameo. I'm not all excited about this. I think there's it's a bad sign that they're replacing the director. Like as the movie's going to be shot right now, that's a little strange. Yeah, I wonder. I would like to read why. Creative differences, I'm sure. With who? LeBron. It's not his movie. I get it. He runs Hollywood now because he's yeah. the, you know, the king, currently king. Um, but he's an actor, and he's lucky to be called that. He plays basketball. He doesn't direct movies. He doesn't do any of that shit. Better be good. <laughs> Never again. You can't make this movie and ruin it if you want to be considered what he wants to be considered. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time because he can play baseball, because he can make Space Jam 1, which is still one of the greatest movies ever. I think you're wrong nope. about Space Jam. I haven't watched it in I haven't either. I'm sure years. it sucks now, but when you're six years old and Newman's running around on a golf course with Bill Murray and goddamn Michael Jordan, who doesn't like and that? And Bugs Bunny. And Bugs Bunny. It's yeah. everything you need when you're six years old. Everything. All right, Good. good point. Thank you. I now when that. you're 20-something years old, maybe that. it does suck a lot. <laughs> we'll see. But that's just it. We have to wait. Uh, you have more news? Because we have a lot of trailers to get to. I, I think we're just going to run through some of these trailers that dropped okay. to get you a little pumped. For I'm I'm going to go first. We want to do like a back and forth type of thing. I know we'll if get we, confused. Yeah, but, if we got it. Uh, 
You do Milan, but first... I will. I'm going to talk about scary stories to tell in the dark. Do you remember this book growing up? Oh, of course. It scared the bejesus out just of the every cover, person in the, the whole wide world. Like, stencil-looking drawings almost, yeah, right? Incredible uh, art style. Very horrifying. I remember my brother would just... He would read a book, uh, 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 a story from that book each night, I think. He would probably just make them up, but off of these ideas, <laughs> and scare the shit out of me in my goddamn little bunk bed. Um this is getting turned into a movie, and it should be like a. It's very like it vibes. Um, well, it seems like they're just ripping off the Goosebump movie. Yeah, that too. The girl that reads too. it, and it's like now they're coming and into the, the book, real yeah, world. It comes to life. Uh, so actually, Andy, it's starring a guy you played for Halloween, Dean Norris. Yeah, Dean Norris. Yeah, uh, and then kids. What do you think he's doing on the tequila side? Uh, or he already made his beer. Remember it all blew yeah, up. Yeah, he's got the Shinerbach. Um, new trailers out for this. It looks pretty awesome. This is coming out first weekend of August, or second weekend of August, August 9th. Yeah. I'm excited. I'll totally see this. Uh, A scary movie when it comes outside of October is usually a good thing, I want to say. I think so. So, I don't think they've made this kind of movie before, where it's based off a book that just made everyone pee their pants growing up. I'm excited. Uh trailer looks pretty good too check it out there's like a two and a half minute trailer uh online that'll just bring you right back to being a you know scared nine-year-old yeah del toro is producing you know he's got the hookups for weird creature design so yeah that will be uh one to watch for all right milan so disney again with another live action remake but unlike lion king this looks to be pretty different if you remember the original Milan, which I don't really remember. No. It had that dragon, Eddie Murphy dragon, was kind of like, oh, oh, the kid's character. Okay, I do remember that then. That wouldn't make no goddamn sense in a live-action movie, right? When's the last time we've seen Eddie Murphy in a movie? But no, that's a, a joke. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense to see a cartoon dragon in this live-action movie. Well, so this appears to be way more serious and about like the real... Person, they said Chinese people are very excited. Wait, hold on. These people all appear to be Chinese. Yes. Shouldn't it be like Ben Stiller or that would be very offensive? I know that's what they do. Yeah. The Last Samurai is fucking Tom Cruise, and Keanu Reeves just made a movie like that too, and Matt Damon made The Great Wall. Yeah. Well, that's why people are excited about this. Is that it seems like it's actually, you know, doing the right thing. It's going to actually tell the story. They're making it authenticious. I would. I'll take that word. From the town. Often what? (laughs) Holy moly. Did you like this movie? Do you even know what this movie is? I don't think I ever watched it, honestly. Again, I think I saw nine minutes of it waiting for the doctor when I was a kid. When I'm talking about the Eddie Murphy Dragon, I had to be reminded of that reading about this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would yeah, not have right. about that in a million years. And, um, you know, M- Milan, I think, was most recently in the news because of the whole McDonald's Szechuan sauce no. uh, incident. <laughs> Never heard of that in my life. Well, there was what? a thing. There was a thing where um, it was referenced in the show Rick and Morty. And I guess there was McDonald's Szechuan sauce in conjunction with the release of Milan, which is, you know, kind of absurd. But they pressured McDonald's to actually make more of it, and they did. And now here we are. Rick and Morty and Milan are the same? I don't know. No, I'm just saying the TV show referenced a McDonald's chicken nugget sauce from 20 years ago, and the fans pressured McDonald's into re releasing this sauce. Oh. And that was the the first time I had heard of Milan in you know a decade at least. Is this a musical? They're all musicals. That's what. So these people are all going to sing while they're fighting and shit. 
I think they did in the cartoon. Yeah, but it's cartoon. It's I different. think they cut the songs a bit, but it is strange. Like that Jungle Book, you got to have Christopher Walken singing because he was one of the characters. And it's like, what What are we doing with our lives? He so. can't sing. Yeah, I, mean, I think it just Elba sang too. It's like, I, I hate my life. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? I mean, Idris Elba can do just about everything in the goddamn world. Singing, no. Did you see a maneuver on that motorcycle and that dumb trailer for yeah, Hobbs and Shaw? I'm going to root for him. Fuck Hobbs or Shaw. That yeah, guy, seriously. I, he should be president. No. He has like metal legs. Maybe of Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. Well. Is that yours for Milan? Yeah. Do you have another one? Oh, we've got a lot. Uh, we're going to go away from the, the great big screen for a second and uh, go to the little screen called Netflix. They're actually making a documentary that looks interesting for this day and age. This might not be interesting to you, Andy, because I don't think you're applicable, but this is called The Great Hack. This comes out the 24th, so uh, just about a week away. This is about uh, everyone being tracked at every point in their life via internet. If you're on the internet, everything has ever been known about you is on there, and anyone can market to you. I looked up a bike today to buy because I bought a bike today, and not four goddamn seconds later, I'm on a Yahoo page. I've closed out the other webpage, and it's like, oh, buy this bike, you dumbass. And I was like, you got a fucking, uh, I even put on here, like, you can say, like, this is offensive to me and all that, and, like, put a note. I was like, I will never buy anything you ever sell to me, ever. And bold. And yeah. I sent it off to these assholes, and it's still there. It's still there. They should know I bought it. I already have it. Um, but tracking and just, oh, I would, it makes me think of Enemy of the State, Gene Hackman, Will Ferrell. Not Will Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. Smith. <laughs> just imagine if Will Ferrell wasn't that. And happy birthday to Will Ferrell today. 52. Well, wow. he's yeah. up there. Um, but this looks interesting. It looks a little too smart for Netflix. Um, the Great Hack. Check it out. I thought that would be about Gene Hackman. Just Great Hackman. Uh, <laughs> we should make our own. Uh, that guy's a phenomenal actor. What uh, What say you, Andy? You want to talk The Kingsman or Wu-Tang? Well, I think they're both my specialty. Yeah. So I just Take saw... A trailer for Wu Tang in American Saga, I believe, coming to Showtime. So that means none of us will ever watch it. Oh, no, never. We'll have to seal it, maybe somehow. <laughs> um, I definitely want to watch that. It is a um, a I don't know what you want to call it. It's a TV show about the formation of the Wu Tang Clan. RZA, produced by RZA, done probably directed, written. I don't know. By RZA, but he's uh, yeah, he's leading the project here. So uh, he was there. He has firsthand knowledge of how his uh, group got formed. So. Uh, I hope. You know he's great in Californication. Is he? He's great. He plays the superstar, I think, that he has to make a movie with. He's phenomenal. He had a little run in like the early part of this decade. He was in Funny People. He kind of has like a J.B. Smoove kind of like persona to him. Where he's like, what you talking about? Like just fast and like aggressive. And you're kind of taking like a back really quick. You know who J.B. Smoove is, right? Of course. The audience, if you don't know, he uh, actually is in Spider-Man, Far From Home, but he's also in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Among other things, but probably most notably. Most notably. But keep going. Yeah, so I definitely want to see this. I don't know how I'm going to get my hands on it, but, you know, I'm I'm a fan, even though I'm very white. I think I think most of their fan base is actually very white. They're, uh, despite they, who they transcend are. race, yeah. Andy. I think they're every like kind of nerdy white guy's favorite. Uh, 
Well, yeah, that goddamn group. perv medical asshole. Didn't he pay like? Uh, oh yeah, the Shkreli. Uh, five hundred million dollars or some shit for their goddamn. I think it was five album. million. Yeah. yeah, stupid amount. Yeah. for an unreleased album. It means it sucked if they didn't release it. I think, I think it. they even said like that was a joke because it wasn't real. Like it was not even like. So there you go, shit. but he a nerdy white guy. So, yeah, there you probably, go. And probably Jewish. Yeah, I don't know if that matters. Well, you're bringing the race and all that stuff into this. <laughs> um, but I think they have an interesting story. You know, obviously one of their their uh, main guys had a troubled life and died pretty early. And I think uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see who's how is old Dirty Bastard going to be portrayed in this. I feel like he's got to be a fun character. Oh, yeah, I mean, he maybe they're just going to refer to him as such. I think. Yeah. Do they find out when he becomes that name? Yeah. What he's age like Rod, Rod, you... or something the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the history of it. I don't either. I don't know their music too well. But maybe you will if you watch this. Maybe I'll get Showtime for a week and a half. Binge okay. it. Um. Well, I'll just go into the King's Man. Do it. And then you can wrap this up. Our trailer section. The King's Man. That sounds kind of strange. Have you heard of the movie The Kingsman? I'm familiar. Well, this is The King's Man, and it is a prequel to The Kingsman. That's about the uh, the founder. Love prequels. Played by Rafe Fiennes. So another classic British gentleman. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Kingsman 2, not very good. Had its moments. Mostly not that good. Original movie, though, was great. So... This has got promise. It's all, I, this is definitely a way for the reviews thing. Yeah, and I, did you call him Ray Fines? Yeah. It's Ralph. It's not Ralph. Why isn't it? It's spelled like that, but it's not. Really? Yeah. He's been around for 30 years. I know, but I never knew his name. <laughs> uh, he is the man who shall not be named or something in Harry Potter. Well, he's in the Grand Budapest Motel, Hotel. Uh, yeah. Say motel. Hotel. <laughs> be a good movie. Good follow-up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. So, yeah, that'll be... Those movies are entertaining. They're not amazing, but they're entertaining. Uh, so that's that's that one? Yeah. All right, well, we're going to get into uh, Three from Hell. We have we touched on this a while ago when we first found out about it. In post-production now, this is the uh, sequel, of course, to The Devil's Rejects. This is written, directed by Rob Zombie. And uh, I said this before, I caught a lot of flack uh, for saying I didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses. I thought it was awful. Uh, it's been about a decade or more since I've seen it. Maybe it's better uh, second I think lap. That came out like 20 years ago now. Yeah. Uh, that's why I say a decade or more since yeah. I've seen it. Um, I love Devil's Rejects. It is fantastic. He really hit his stride. He went on to hit his stride again with Halloween. And uh, did he make another movie that I'm blanking on? I don't think anything that matters. <laughs> he made Halloween 2. Yeah. Which I never saw. Um well, anyway, Cass is back. Uh, it's got Captain Spaulding. It's got uh, the brother, the sister. It'll be it, Danny Trejo. Uh, oh, I did not see him in the trailer. Oh, he's here. It'll it'll be good. Uh, it'll be twisted. It'll be demented. It'll be jacked up. Um, I'm very curious to know more about this. I mean, there's there's no plot line on here. So it just well, says, it looks like they are arrested at the end of Devil Re- Devil's Rejects. And very badly wounded. There's not enough evidence or something, and 
some people rally behind them and say they're innocent and they get released or something. So Oh. And they're like, well, let's just, you know, take this opportunity to do more shit. Okay. Well, either way, I'll see this. Uh, probably not in theaters, but... Who knows if it'll even be in theaters. This could be something that's available. You think straight to DVD? I mean, straight to, you know, streaming services everywhere. It's funner to say. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to have more fun? Yes. Funner shit? Straight to DVD. I like thinking about DVDs. Yeah. Um, that'll pretty much wrap up our uh, trailer portion. Yeah. Didn't even we, know we've ever had we a had trailer a portion, but we have it now. Should we get into some Emmy noms before we get into what we're watching? Sure. Take it away, Andy. Yeah, we got to run through these. I've got to open my notes here. Uh, Game of Thrones is kind of the... Uh, Broke the record. It's a somewhat of a big winner, but Short not necessarily... Short season, but a billion noms. It did not get nominated for Outstanding Drama despite winning last year. Um, I think it's clearly the right decision because this year had some problems. So the, the nominees this year are Better Call Saul, Bodyguard... Okay, Game of Thrones was nominated. I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. 32 noms, so killing I mean, Eve. every category. So this is Outstanding Drama. Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, and This Is Us. So here's kind of the problem with TV now. How many of those shows have you actually watched? Um, other than those? No, I mean, of those nominees. Oh, I saw Succession. So. Uh, this Is Us, I didn't like it. I never watched it, but I hate it because it makes me think of This Is 40. Um, so they're trying to get a built-in fan base. And I honestly don't remember the other ones you said. Killing Eve, nope. Ozark. Yeah. Did you watch Ozark? I watched season one. Uh, I think this might be for season two. Pose, Succession, and This Is Us. So. I've never even heard of Pose. Is that on Pose Showtime? Is, Pose is a Ryan Murphy on FX thing. Oh. Um, yeah, of those, I've I've watched three. And so I'll give it to Better Call Saul. Bodyguard getting on there is kind of a surprise to me. It's a very short British series Ugh. that I enjoyed, but I watched of it. Uh, so lead actor, Jason Bateman of Ozark, Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us, Kit Harington, Game of Thrones. Maybe that'll get him out of uh, his rehab. Is it still there? I don't know. Probably not. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. He should get it. Billy Porter, Pose, Milo Ventimiglia, This Is Us. So yeah, I have to root for Bob Odenkirk. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bateman if they're really kind of trying to push this. But, yeah. Hey, he's Everyone fully says transitioned. it's amazing. Uh, second uh, season or... Even the third, I don't know where they're at on it, but I don't know. The whole thing just felt like it was like, ah, this is, we're going to take the Breaking Bad audience and we're going to have them now. Eh, it didn't, it just didn't yeah. level up with me. I still never started. I will watch it eventually, I think. It's not that, you know, these things aren't that long. Um, how about lead actress in a drama? We got Amelia Clark of Game of Thrones. Really? Like, was this really her best work here? I mean, she got killed she went crazy i could see that yeah. i don't know i don't i don't think so uh, jody comer of killing eve i don't know her viola davis how to get get away with murder laura linney ozark mandy moore this is us isn't it nice that mandy moore is getting nominated not since entourage no. sandra O. Oh, killing eve robin wright house of cards you think they'll give it to her or is that too much it's too close spacey blood yeah it's too close yeah which, did I hear that that shit all got thrown out? What? Kevin Spacey's thing? What do you mean his thing? I heard that they found, like, text messages from this kid. Oh, Like, yeah. during it, like, oh, this guy's no, hitting No, I think it was on one, of, one of them that was suing him did drop his case or something. There's multiple suits. 
I don't know the whole thing. I don't either. Yeah. But I heard that the other day. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, is he going to get out of movie jail? He had enough, no, he had enough, you know, non-court of law allegations. Is he just strictly doing films in like France now or something? Do theater or something. I don't know. Yeah. Theater in France. All right. Supporting actress. We've got four Game of Thrones actresses. This is why they're racking up the nominations. So we've got Sophie Turner, uh, Sansa, Maisie Williams, Maisie Williams, of course, Arya, Lena Headey, Cersei. She was she barely was in, in like it. one episode. So I don't get that. Uh, the one I'm rooting for, Gwendolyn Christie, Brienne, the, the the big one, the big the big woman, the giant woman who fights and she's very ah when she's like going like for a battle. She's very vocal. Yeah, she's really out there kicking ass. So I don't really know who's gonna win this category. I think Maisie also, Williams. We also got Julia Garner of Ozark and Fiona Shaw of Killing Eve. Now, supporting actor also has multiple Game of Thrones people. We've got we got Alfie Allen, Theon Greyjoy himself, who I believe is a good man. I believe I heard that somewhere. We got this name that I'll try to do, Nicolaj Kosterwaldau. That is Jamie Lannister. Oh yeah, good. Um, I always liked that. his performances on here. Yeah, he was um, good. Maybe he'll get a, a little. They're not nod gonna. Here. I, you know, be funny as if he won and. Brienne of Tarth. Oh. Because actually, she might actually win because of that. Yeah. She got to show some heartbreak. Yeah. No, I enjoyed her. Um, they're not my favorite to win this year, but uh, we also got Peter Dinklage, who, you mm. know, he got to do that riveting speech of, let's get the broken guy or whatever. That was yeah. a great performance, right? Yeah. I don't know. Not um, his best work. Giancarlo Esposito, Better Call Saul. I don't believe he won for Breaking Bad playing the character of Gus Fring, so why not let him win? Oh, what are they on season four of that? Yes, that's right now. It's it should be available on Netflix now. It's not. Okay, well, season five is is going to be the final season, and that comes out sometime next year. Uh, we also got Michael Kelly, House of Cards. He was uh, Kevin Spacey's little little guy. What? I always liked him. This little guy. His guy, you know. His oh, guy. Doug Stamper. Um, yeah, he. No one on House of Cards should win. Yeah, I don't if think so. If you're looking at only this last season, I think, I think it's no one nice. even finished it. I think it's nice to give those two nominations because they're they're both really good, good actors. Nomination, but not... And it, they put in the service. Yeah. You know, they stuck around. And then Chris Sullivan, This Is Us. Not sure who that is. Um, I didn't watch any This Is Us. Now here's, uh, for comedies here, Outstanding Comedy, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Barry, Fleabag, The Good Place, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, and Veep. So Barry or Veep. Yeah, Schitt's Creek is the uh, kind of the upset appearance here that it's been around for a little while. Canadian show, I assume, because it's all Canadian people. Um, I probably really enjoy it. I still never watched it because of the Eugene Levy thing. Okay. So it's probably funny. Russian Doll, I think, is going to win this because it was such an interesting show. Not really much of a comedy, I would say, but interesting show. And Barry, I believe, won last year, so it's not going to win again. Yeah, probably yeah. not. But there, this was a great season, though. Yeah. Lead actress, Christina Applegate, Dead to Me. I don't think any of us have watched that. Nope. Never even heard uh, of it. It's a new Netflix came out like last week. Not last week. Last month. They like when no one knows about their shows. Rachel Brosnahan of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She was, of course, killed by Michael Kelly in House of Cards. That's a spoiler for the second season. Michael Kelly? The guy you just said. Doug he, Stamper. Yeah. Remember, he kills that girl that was like, the prostitute. Oh. She went on to be this actress from this comedy that people like that I never watched. Oh, yeah. He took her out to the woods, right? Yeah. Spoiler alerts. Okay. And we got Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep. Phenomenal. 
and you give it to her. She's already won like 45. I don't yeah, think but she'll... think about it, her current condition. <laughs> would she even make the appearance? Just be like, nah, I don't want it. No, she wouldn't. But nevertheless, maybe George goes up there and gets it. All right. Jason Alexander, Andy. Yeah. So we also got Natasha Leone, Russian Doll, Catherine O'Hara of Schitt's Creek, Phoebe Waller-Bridge of Fleabag. I need to watch Fleabag. That's got some, uh, It's I think it's only like six episodes, some British show. So it's one of those things where they're very tiny. Mm-hmm. All right, lead actor in a comedy. We got Anthony Anderson, Don Cheadle himself. Don Cheadle. There you it's go. Not even a show, just for Don Space Cheadle. Jam too. <laughs> now for Black Monday, it's which already I didn't nominated. Watch. Ted Danson, The Good Place, Michael Douglas, The Kaminsky Method. Nobody watched that. I didn't know he made anything. I think it was on Netflix. Nobody watched that. Kaminsky Method. Bill Hader for Barry and Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. Are we gonna see a repeat from Bill Hader? Are we gonna see Don Cheadle pull off the upset? Maybe Ted Danson. And uh, well, I think that's that's it for the Emmy noms. There's you know, Adam Sandler's nominated for guest actor in a comedy for Saturday Night Live. That's that's interesting. Wow. We also oh we've got limited series. Uh, that's one I want to touch on. Lead actor in a limited series. This is a loaded category. You know why Adam Sandler's nominated? That Chris Farley tribute yeah. song for sure. That song was yeah. touching. All right, I'm gonna go off the lead actor in a limited series or movie. Do it. Mahershala Ali, True Detective. This guy's on fire. Two Oscars. Great and True Detective. Benicio Del Toro, Escape at Danner Mora. I haven't watched this one. This is that Ben Stiller directed a about the New York prison escape from like three or four years ago. Hmm. It's supposed to be great. I like that he took over for Anthony Banderas. What? Like it was back and forth. Yeah. It was one or the other. Where is Banderas been? I want to say he's Not doing something. Not since Puss in Boots, I don't think. I think he's got a movie coming out this year that's like supposed to Just be very, like very good. Yeah, well, I think it is a Spanish movie. Yeah, but we got Hugh Grant, a very English scandal. I think that's just like the name of his biography. Yeah, <laughs> don't know what that is, but I love that guy. It's Hugh Grant, Mickey Blue Eyes. So we got Jarrell Jerome of When They See Us. You said you watched that, right? That's uh, the uh, teenager in New York thing. I watched one episode. I never oh. went back. It okay. is. I, I, I don't know. It's There's too much shit going on in it where it's like, so all of these people want to be universally hated. Okay. And I just took it for what it was worth on one episode. I assumed the worst was going to yeah. happen to those kids. And uh, that was that. I didn't need to invest another four hours. All right. We also got Sam Rockwell for Fosse Verdon. Give it to him. Give it to him. I've never even heard of that, but he is exceptional. We've made that very clear on this podcast in the past. Well, the person I think who's going to win is Jared Harris, Chernobyl. Absolutely. That's the redheaded guy? Yes. Yeah, he is. So that's why I wanted that to... That show... Answer. What the fuck? Did you only say that show one time? No, this is, it's it's a limited series. So it is nominated for Best Limited Series. Oh, also, on their own little things. Oh, that yeah. thing's going to clean house. Uh, I would hate to have a limited series out right now because you don't even stand a goddamn chance. If you haven't seen Chernobyl, go back and watch that shit. And if you didn't understand it or didn't like it, go back and watch that shit because you didn't understand it. It's got it's got to compete with uh, Sharp Objects, which I didn't watch. Which what's Sharp Objects? That was an HBO thing with oh, Amy Adams. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Um, is that coming back? No, I believe that was a one one time thing. Well, we all thought Big Little Lies was one and done. Yeah. One more episode of that, which, by the way. There's some. I read a story about. What's going on with that? Like, what happened with the production behind the scenes? Oh, really? I think we'll, when we talk about the whole series, I'll bring that up. But okay. Kind of. Drama for your mama? Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep. So, yeah. 
Chernobyl got some nominations. We got a uh, Stellan Skarsgård, one of my favorites. They of course nominated. Every inch of that show was spectacular. On on down to the podcast they made f- specifically for it was worth listening to. Well, I didn't listen to that. Um, well, that's it for the Emmy nominations. Are we going to go into the final segment of the show? Let's go into what we're watching. How about I just lead it off with... Lead it uh, off. I watched a thing called Chernobyl. There you go. I watched all five episodes. And do you agree? Consecutively. I did sleep between that. Good. But yeah, like just... It's amazing. I was not... I was prepared for, I guess, that episode with the the pets. Yeah. I was prepared for much worse. It wasn't nearly as well, bad Well, I, I think thought. I had talked about this uh, uh, in past pod. On an interview, he even said we had to cut some scenes because it was too disgusting. Yeah. So they made it suitable for 2019. Yeah, just so much of that. Just the like... Fucking insane. How all of them were fucked up. Like it said, oh, well, the KGB was always going to try to hide it. But then even like the assholes running the place... Even when they knew, like, oh, it isn't all our fault? We're still assholes about it. And it's just like, yeah. like, wow, what a fucked up place. I do. I want to see more content from, like, the Soviet Union of that time period. Oh, Because yeah. it's so strange in that they were, they were, like, modern, but in, like, an alternative way. Like, they had good technology, but it was, they're still, like, shittier. Mm-hmm. It was, like, this weird alternate. It was, yeah, it was bizarro. It was third world. world, but not third world. Yeah. And it was, like. It was bizarro world. Yeah, and everything was broken and honestly that's, out to get each other that's why i didn't like stranger things season three as much because in their world russians are so goddamn advanced yeah that it's it's stupid and i was like well what goddamn universe is this obviously it's one where you can make un- upside down and shit but that at least uh it was poor timing that chernobyl had just come out yeah if it was a year before wouldn't even thought about it Russians are always like a scapegoat for that kind of shit. Oh, they're, you know, they even had a, a Russian Terminator on there. But because of Chernobyl, it ruined it for me. Not enough to hate the series, but I was always, the whole time, I was like, eh. Yeah. But continue. I don't think I have much more to say. Just, if you have HBO, just take the five hours and do it. I do want, want to rewatch it straight through. Uh, there were a lot of interruptions while I was watching. And uh, I've also been told that's a good show to watch with subtitles on. Even that you understand yeah. what they're saying, it's still like it moves very quickly and you just you would, you yeah. catch more. That was a really clever choice, the way they did that. Like I knew it was British actors or I knew it was like English speaking. Yeah. I didn't know they were going to make everyone British actors so that it seems somewhat well, foreign, but it's also you can understand it. didn't make them British. They just got actors and they're actors, so they're British. Well, because I was looking up like all these people, like aside from the like main people, every single one of those was either in Harry Potter or Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, just, they were all. <laughs> they're actors. They're all from Britain, Andy. You know this, um, but yeah, I think didn't I talk about that on the pod too? Yeah, he quickly just touched that, and he's like, "Yeah, I just hoped that everyone would understand and move past that within the first three minutes." And that was exactly what happened to me. I was like, what the fuck? But because like, they yeah, weren't, I don't care. Because they weren't Americans, it still felt foreign. So you still felt that it wasn't yeah. in America. It was catered for us. Yeah, so that was nice. And because he was saying, it's was... like when you ask someone to do a Russian, Soviet-Russian accent, it's kind of comedic. Yeah. And it's like it kind of takes away from the seriousness and you know the, the extremeness of the show that he was trying to create. So he's like, I just skipped it all together. I thought it was a great move. Is that all you watched? 
I also watched another HBO series called Vice Principles. That's old. I never watched Vice Principles. Are you shitting me? <laughs> and their new show, the new uh, Danny McBride show, Righteous Gemstones, comes out next month. Yeah, end of the month, right? I think it's August, August 20 something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I go, I need to go just watch Vice Principles. So I was able to it's get only through two all seasons. Yeah, it's not a lot. And just, wow, Walton Goggins. Trying to touch my ass, Mr. Gamby. <laughs> it's so. It's, Walton Goggins is killer. He's stellar. It's amazing. I don't know what if he had any awards consideration, but the fact that he's not doing more comedy. Yeah. It's like what what is wrong with with us? Um also the kind of shift to horror in the second season, which wasn't I don't think as good as the first season. No. Um but you could see like they were already in Halloween mode. Yeah. <laughs> because it was those episodes were directed by Dan McBride or that, David Gordon Green. That's a good point. I didn't. You, I mean, at the time, I don't think I even knew that. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anyone. That's realized, a good point. But, like there was a lot of like the way it was shot and everything. Just seemed like oh, they're, they're prepping for their horror movie that they were about to make. And then, mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing the characters that they come up with that like the terrible people, but then like oh well they got hearts and then they're so weird and like they're simple but complex. It's it, it, I don't know. It's impressive. It's it's so different. The the two shows they've done, uh, Eastbound and Down, and Vice Principals. That why are you even rooting for any of Danny McBride's characters? But somehow you are. It's like the first the first few episodes. You're like, wow, they're just both horrible people. And then at the end, it's like, oh well, Danny McBride he grew as a person, but he's probably still an ass. But he's like, you get him now. Yeah, you you want to root for the uh, antagonist and. He's, I mean, that's, he's, he just, he, no one, very few people can do what Danny McBride does, which is that level of pompousness mixed with a fragile boy. I don't know. Well, just in like the third episode where they go to a field trip and it's like to like the old colony. Yeah. And there's like the slaves and he's like, no, this is inappropriate. And he keeps like looking at the black girl, like where he's like, "See, he's trying to like defend her." And, yeah, like, yeah, get on her side, and it's like, it's like, what, what a douche. But then at the end of the series, it's like, oh, good for him. You want him to succeed. Yeah. Right. Oh, and that uh, righteous gemstones is the eighteenth of August. All right, so we'll be ready for that. Oh yeah, that'll be here fast. That's just about a week, or a month away. So that's all you watched. One more thing. I'll One just go more quick. Thing. I watched Men in Black 3 on TV. I'd never seen either of the Men in Black sequels. This just happened to be on FX or whatever. And, you know, Rip Torn had just died, even though he wasn't in this movie. I was still like, wait, why not? As tribute, I'll watch this. And it's okay. I think I realized why the first one is so good and why the sequels have struggled, including this Men in Black International, mm-hmm. is that the, like, main plot to the first Men in Black is probably 30 minutes long. The actual, like... Catching the Cockroach Man, that so much of that is the world building of the secret government agency that you don't know anything about. You learn, you learn about it as you go with along with the character, and you just can't recreate that with the sequels because everyone already knows what Men in Black is. Like, like just all the things, like the original scene where he, you know the the wall like turns around, and you got the little like weird aliens with the coffee, yeah, and that kind of like reveal only works once. Uh huh. Yeah, then it just becomes novelty after that. Yeah, so Men in Black 1, still a classic. 
anything else maybe it's fun maybe it's terrible but not a must watch by any means yeah i don't know if i i've seen all of that or not um it had okay we're gonna talk about weird accents i had uh jermaine clement from flight of the concords oh that's right yeah i i do remember that one then he does great voices but mostly his own voices is funny on its own but this whole movie he was doing an alien like gruff voice and i was like why even have this guy it was such a waste of his talent but i think he was just kind of at that point, like, oh, this guy needs to be in things. Yeah. So. Yeah, they wanted to get his name out there. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that sounds like uh, you should have just rewatched a couple episodes at Chernobyl. Yeah. So that's all? Yeah. All right, well, we'll push forward to, uh, I'll just do one that I can really think about. Spider-Man Far From Home. Saw this in theaters the other night. I thought it was great. Um, I wasn't into it for a little bit but then they were able to kind of weave it all back together um weave web it, it like a spider web it all back together even um and uh yeah it was it was entertaining it was really cool to see i mean any movie where they go to europe first off i just get pissed because it's like god damn it this guy's just hanging out and you know rome or wherever the hell they are at the time he's getting paid to do it son of a bitch um but you get to enjoy the sights real or not it looks like it is um and so that part of it was cool. They go to Croatia, uh, Paris, London, I think, maybe Berlin. I don't know. And but. Jake Gyllenhaal keeps following him around. And yeah, at first, it's like, uh, I remember you said that he was the bad guy. But uh, it leads you on to believe for a minute that he is the good guy. And I was like, oh, maybe I had that wrong from Andy. But then sure enough, nope, nope, nope. He uh, he isn't the, the good guy that he claims to be. Um Yep, that Quentin Beck is quite the trickster. Yeah, I guess. Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I thought that was funny. He's like, just call me Mr. Beck. And he's like, they're calling you Mysterio on the news. And then the next day, he's like, Mr. Beck, how you doing? He's like, hey, it's Mysterio. <laughs> uh, but it was it was very enjoyable. Uh, J.B. Smoove should have had more lines. I'll say that. Also, uh, Martin Starr, they could have had a couple more lines. And they're making Martin Starr the unfunny dad in the show that like they have to have where it's like he didn't come up with those lines and if i really hope he didn't come up with those lines he could have been a lot better um but uh it was good it was enjoyable it wasn't too much of like marvel nerds and stuff um i enjoyed it and uh audience has it at a 96 and the critics have it at a 90 so looks like everyone's enjoying it it's and, fucking uh, spider-man like yeah you don't even need to know shit you just you know, the whole world wants to watch it. Um, I am struggling. And uh, the first suit he's in, I realize like they can make a bunch of suits. The first one he's in, it's an Iron Man suit. Yeah, and I Iron thought Spider. that was dumb. Um, and if he was going to be in that the whole time, I would I don't think I would have liked it as much. It's like, where does that technology come from? Where his little helmet well, from can Tony Stark. come off. Yeah, but no, that's an Iron Man suit. That's a more efficient Iron Man suit. I know. He literally gave it to him. It's not fair. At the beginning of the Avengers movie. <laughs> I, that's why I think everyone likes the 2002 Tobey Maguire one. It's literally fabric. It rips. This stuff has air, air conditioning in it. Yeah. How? It's good to be friends with Tony Stark. I guess. Those glasses are pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. And uh, we did tell you it'll be a long one. That was jam-packed. Uh, our sports one was pretty brief. We, uh, we cut to the chase on that one. Uh, so make sure you check out Chris Paul is in exile. That's our sports pod next. Uh, but that'll pretty much wrap up our entertainment pod. You've been listening to episode 123 of the Tony's take podcast entertainment. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had 
Off-Road, Far From Home, Andy. Thanks for sticking with us. Oh, good stuff there, Andy. Uh, We will uh, see you guys later.